0: One of the individuals who went to prison for her actions on January 6th and is a self-described former Trump cultist, went on CNN to call out the danger of Donald Trump, the MAGA movement, and to support the words of President Joe Biden in his recent speech about democracy being on the ballot. As it is in 2024 pretty remarkable interview i have to show you before getting to that though let me break down some of the context on this a while back we discussed some reporting about this individual named pan Hemphill. and this is the first time i've seen her in an on-camera interview though and the reporting we went over previously was from the daily beast incredible story essentially starting with the fact that trump had shouted her out on true social for being one of the individuals wronged by the DOJ since she was sent to prison. But then she responded back saying, please at real Donald Trump, don't be using me for anything. I'm not a victim of January 6th. I pleaded guilty because I was guilty. Hashtag stop the spin. Then later the piece quotes her as saying, you don't see it as a cult when you're in it, you don't recognize it. And then the piece goes on to say that next morning she flew back to Boise. She was home eight months later when FBI agents arrived at her door and arrested her. They were nothing like the jackbooted feds of far-right fictions. Quote, the FBI were really good to me, she recalled. They just have procedures. It's just what they do. And then later, she's quoted as saying, I started seeing the narcissistic behavior and I said, wait, wait, this is gaslighting. This is not true. She began to listen to what her gut had been telling her. I said, this is it, Pam. This is a cult. Just face it, back away 100%. And it talks about how those still deep in the cult were furious. I started debunking them and they got mad at me and they started getting more mad at me and started a smear campaign on me that I was a Fed agent, that I was Antifa, just silly children, high school stuff. So with all that being said, here is Pam Hemphill on CNN after Biden's speech Friday night.
1: Now, Trump's words, they used to resonate with my next guest. Pam Hampel, she believed then President Trump and she showed up at the Capitol on January 6th. She was convicted and she served two months inside federal prison. She joins me now. Pam, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on. What is your reaction to what you just heard there from President Trump? Is Biden fear-mongering about the fate of democracy here?
2: Absolutely not, you know. Um, that's the mega, I don't know how to explain it, but they have this way of demeaning you and putting you down. And that's what they've got going right now is this huge gaslighting smear campaign going on, telling me that it was a peaceful protest. I was there. I was there when they pushed those gates and those officers. And when they stepped on my head, and it was an officer that saved my life that day. Biden is right on with everything he's saying. Trump is a dangerous, and I mean dangerous, narcissist. He's a cult leader. He needs to be put in prison. He's not any different than his friend. What, what was that guy that had just got, he, they, they're saying that he was uh, killed himself in the prison. Epstein, he, friends with Epstein, Trump is disgusting.
1: In their appeal to the Supreme Court, I'm sure you know, Trump is facing being taken off the ballot over his uh, role in January 6th, Trump's lawyers are alleging that January 6th was, in their words, not an insurrection, and that even if it was, President Trump did not engage in it. What do you make of that argument?
2: Oh, there's no argument. You know, I have a lot of faith in Jack Smith coming with some receipts to prove that Trump was involved. He asked us all to go down there to that Capitol. Why? You know, he already had his speech. Why did he want us to go down there? I'll tell you why. Because he had a plan along with a lot of other people. And why haven't they made Mike Flynn and Steve Bannon responsible come forward with, you know, talk to them. They know what happens. But no, you know, um, I can't say enough that I really believe that Trump was involved. Trump knew exactly what was happening that day. And he set us down there. It was a trap. You know, and he didn't. And the lie that Nancy Pelosi was responsible for not having the National Guard. Well, I debunked that one. That's not true. Trump didn't call the National Guard or whatever, whoever had that authority. It wasn't Nancy Pelosi. They do nothing but lie about everything.
0: You know, it's really rare to see someone pull themselves out of a cult but Pam Hemphill was able to do it, which is hopeful. And I'll give her a lot of credit for that and also credit for putting herself out so publicly. We know what happens when you speak out against Trump and his movement. So publicly, you're often threatened and harassed. And she mentioned that they started thinking that she's a Fed or Antifa. So she is showing major courage being willing to speak out against MAGA publicly. And She was responding, as you heard there, in part to Joe Biden's speech in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, where he set the tone for the 2024 election. We looked at a few clips on Friday, but let's look at a couple I missed here.
3: You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. You know, Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th, where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. Today, I make this sacred pledge to you, the defense, protection and preservation of American democracy will remain as it has been the central cause of my presidency. America, as we begin this election year, we must be clear, democracy is on the ballot. Your freedom is on the ballot. Yes, we'll be voting on many issues, on the freedom to vote and have your vote counted, and the freedom of choice, the freedom to have a fair shot. Freedom from fear!
0: And it's super important, as I've been saying for quite some time, that we do our absolute best to make sure that people understand the stakes of this election on how the basic preservation of our democracy is at the core of the decision in November. And last time Trump was president, he showed us his lack of respect for democracy while he tried to block the peaceful transfer of power. And now he's telling us what he wants to do in a second term. We just have to believe him. Here's Biden reminding people of that in his speech.
3: He calls those who oppose him vermin. He talks about the blood of America as being poisoned, echoing the same exact language used in Nazi Germany. He proudly posts on social media the words that best describe his 2024 campaign, quote, revenge, quote, power, and quote, dictatorship. There's no confusion about who Trump is, what he intends to do.
0: And of course, Trump has been proudly running on the promise to lock up his political opponents, is saying the government should come down hard on media outlets he doesn't like, has called for the termination of the constitution, and on and on it goes. There should not be a single ounce of confusion about Trump's plans. We just have to take them seriously and vote accordingly. Donald Trump did an interview with Lou Dobbs on Lindell TV, the My Pillow Guys network. Yikes. And it was a complete and total disaster. Donald Trump admitted something during this interview that is genuinely deranged and very indicative of Donald Trump's character. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll also get to after. Going over this interview, a wild video Trump posted of himself on Truth Social, so lots to go through. Stick around for all of it. Also, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and click the alert bell. Wonderful. Let's start with this clip just to sort of set the tone for the interview where Trump assesses the state of the country.
3: We're now in the eighth year of the political persecution of President Donald J. Trump. You are taking incoming every day from the legal system, the Marxist Dems. Give us a sense of how you feel right now and what your sense is of this country that will permit such an outrage.
4: So I don't think there's ever been a time like this. I think we're very close to being at the end of our country as we knew it. A great country. Uh, It's Marxist. It's fascist. It's communist. It's... What they're doing is incredible, what they've done with weaponization of DOJ, FBI and and others, uh, all sort of reporting up if it's a local DA or attorney general, a state attorney general. Uh, I think it's a very dangerous time. The hope is 2024, because if we win, we're going to get that straightened out so fast because it's all people. It's the people from the top. It's a very dangerous time for our country, I really believe that.
0: I think Trump, no matter how much he tries to delude himself into believing otherwise, somewhere deep down, he knows that the justice system is not being weaponized against him. But his followers, unfortunately, really believe it. So. While reality tells us the story of President Joe Biden coming into office during an unprecedented crisis and overseeing much of the stunning recovery, passing numerous historic pieces of legislation and governing in what should be a pretty uncontroversial and stable manner, MAGA world believes he came into power and turned America into, a, as Trump puts it, communist, Marxist, fascist dystopia, which, by the way, every time those terms are thrown around by Trumpists, I'd love to know how they define them. Probably wouldn't be exactly accurate, but Trump and the right-wing media ecosystem have truly created an alternate universe for people to live in, which is really frightening. Now, here's a clip that I mentioned at the beginning. Trump hoping for an economic disaster, a crash under Joe Biden's watch.
4: Uh, We have... An economy that's incredible we have an economy that's so fragile and the only reason it's running now is it's running off the fumes of what we did what the trump administration. it's just running off the fumes and when there's a crash i hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because i don't want to be herbert hoover the one president i just don't want to be herbert hoover but what they've done is incredible
0: so of course Trump's argument would be, I'm assuming, that he isn't hoping for a crash, but he thinks one is inevitable for some reason, and so if one's gonna happen, he hopes it happens under Joe Biden. But let's just be honest with ourselves. He'd love to see an economic crash under Biden's watch. He hates the fact that the economy is so strong right now, and people are starting to realize that. He hates the fact that Biden was able to oversee a recovery like nobody could have predicted. Of course you have the 14 million jobs created, but even after the pre-pandemic jobs were brought back, job growth was still stronger under Biden than Trump. And yes, I'm excluding Trump's COVID record for that analysis, even though Republicans would never do that for a democratic president. And I have another clip to play for you from this interview. Then again, getting to that Trump true social video rant that we're gonna go over. But let's take a little bit more time on this so that I can properly debunk the idea that an economic crash is likely because a lot of people Trump, as you heard there and within the right wing are going off of that assumption in a lot of these conversations A recession, just around the corner, is it going to happen right at the end of Biden's presidency? Or if Trump won would it happened at the beginning. That's just not backed up by the data. We went over this recently, but let's do it again. Here's visuals that depict the expectations for the economy, according to a few entities. For Q4 versus what actually happened. And as you can see next to me, GDP growth, job growth, unemployment, and stock market performance all unbelievably better than expected. We're outperforming expectations. Then, not to mention zooming out, the fact that we've had a sub 4% unemployment for a longer period of time than we've seen in decades, inflation near zero the last two months and around 3%. For the year that should keep coming down gdp growth really strong and all these different good things and of course as i'll always say doesn't mean there aren't still massive problems there are but clearly the stewardship of the economy under biden could only be contributing positively to these numbers and then trump's saying that biden's running on the fumes of the trump administration's economic su- success just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever regardless of If you agree with my assessment of Trump's handling of uh, COVID and the economy during that time, it's just a fact that Trump left office with a much worse economic situation than we currently have. Trump is one of only two presidents to have ever left office with fewer jobs than when he came into office. Again, a lot of that you could say was out of his hands, but excluding an analysis of his horrible governance, which we shouldn't do, but let's just do it during that time still. There's no way to say the horrible situation he handed Biden somehow turned into what it is now because of Trump. Ridiculous. With that being said, here is another moment from this interview.
4: We were going to pay down debt. We're going to reduce taxes further. We gave the largest tax cut in history and we were going to pay down debt further and we were doing a great job. And then uh, we had a very unfortunate election now. Uh, I know who you're involved with, so I can say it here. But sometimes they say you'll cut it out. So, you know, why? what's the purpose? But we had we're, a rigged election. We don't cut anything No, you out. don't. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say it with you. We had a rigged election. It was rigged, 100% rigged. And the question I get most is, number one, how do you take it? And I take it, I guess, because genetically I take it. I think I also take it because we're doing so well. We're leading everybody by so much. Mm-hmm. Right? So that helps. Uh, But the other question I get the most, probably number two, maybe number one sometimes, is uh, how do we stop them from cheating? People ask me, will they do it again, sir? Because, you know, I'm in Florida now and I drive to various locations and airports and places. Every house has a Trump sign on it. Trump 2024. We got all the votes we need. The risk is what's going to happen during election period. It used to be election day or election night, it's
0: obviously so dumb and dangerous. Just because there are a lot of Trump signs in that part of Florida that he drives through, doesn't mean he's going to win the election. But he's once again instilling the idea into his followers' minds that the only way he could lose is if the election is rigged, if it's stolen. And that's how we get a really dangerous situation if he loses in 2024. I'll note as well that it probably is true that there are more Trump hats and signs and shirts than the same for Biden. And I'm actually happy to admit that the reason is because most Biden voters are just voting for the better choice, the adult, the policies and the president, not because they're obsessed with the person. Many Trump or many Trump voters are obsessed with the person and have to show that in all of these different ways. Then moving on to Trump's late night video that he posted last night. We're going to watch this, then see how judges are responding to Trump's argument sort of in real time. As I'm recording this, this exact issue is currently being decided on by a three judge panel at the U S court of appeals for the DC circuit. So Trump is currently trying to have his federal election interference case, just completely thrown out, just toss it because he's asserting that he has complete presidential immunity his argument being that everything he did while he was trying to block the peaceful transfer of power isn't prosecutable because he was president and it was within his official duties, which to me seems ridiculous. The judges seem unimpressed, at least so far. Again, this is all going on while I'm recording this. We'll get to that reporting in a moment, but here are some of Trump's video.
4: Because of Joe Biden, I spend a lot of time in courts, federal, state, city, and tomorrow I'll be attending another Biden-inspired federal appeals court argument on presidential immunity in Washington, D.C. Of course, I was entitled as President of the United States and Commander-in-Chief to immunity. I'm entitled to immunity. Every president has immunity, especially one that did the job I did. I did a great job. And I wasn't working for myself. I was working for the country. I wasn't campaigning. The election was long over. Wasn't campaigning. I was looking for voter fraud, something that I have to do. Under my mandate, I have to look for voter fraud. And I was finding it. Tremendous amounts of voter fraud in the 2020 election. We have volumes of information. It's all there. And I was doing my job, which I had to do. And it's my obligation to do. And otherwise, running our country and running it well. But just look around at the complete mess that crooked Joe Biden has caused. He's the worst president in the history of our country by far. He's also the most corrupt president. The least I'm entitled to is presidential immunity, just like any other president would get. I'd be the only one that they would even consider not giving me immunity, because for whatever reason, people are angry that I've done such a good job, and I've replaced people that were corrupt, that were supposed to be president.
0: Okay, all complete and total nonsense, and the judges currently hearing this case seem to agree with me. Obviously, no official ruling yet, but here's the reporting I'm referring to. Donald Trump's arguments. The Guardian writes that he can't be criminally prosecuted for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election results because it involved actions he took while still president appeared unconvincing to a federal appeals court Tuesday, which repeatedly questioned such an expansive view of executive power. The three-judge panel at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit expressed skepticism with the principal contention of Trump's lawyer that the foreign president enjoyed absolute immunity from prosecution and could only be charged if he had been convicted in an impeachment trial. Such an interpretation of executive power would mean, and listen to this, great point made by the judge, but ridiculous that you would make this argument in Trump's lawyers position. Presidents could hypothetically self pardon, sell military secrets, or order the US Navy's SEAL Team 6 to assassinate political rivals and escape accountability simply by claiming they were official acts, suggested Florence Pan, the circuit judge. Trump's lawyer initially sought to dodge whether presidents could be criminally prosecuted in such scenarios, but eventually offered a qualified yes, though only if Trump had been impeached and convicted in the Senate first. Karen Henderson, a George H. W. Bush circuit judge appointee, also seemed leery of Trump's position. Quote, I think it is paradoxical to say that his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed allows him to violate criminal law, she told Sauer during her questioning. So it looks like this won't go the way of Trump as I think was expected and Trump will indeed have to endure the criminal trial in regard to his attempt to disenfranchise millions of voters and block the peaceful transfer of power. I want to do a sort of follow up segment on a previous one. And this has to do with Trump being in court today. Something I'll be saying quite often over the course of the next couple of years, specifically the U S court of appeals for the DC circuit and He's having a chance to make the argument in front of this three judge panel that he should have presidential immunity when it comes to his federal election interference case. That all of the actions he engaged in while trying to block the peaceful transfer of power, those were his official duties as president, and thus he's immune from prosecution. Now, luckily, the judges, as we'll get to, seemed unimpressed. Um, I touched on this at the end of the previous segment that I just referenced. But then after I sent that segment to the editors, they're working on it, saw all these videos come out of Trump coming out of court and whining about this whole situation. He seems noticeably distraught and bummed. So I think he's picking up on the fact that the judges were very unimpressed with the arguments being made by his legal team as they should. We'll get to some of that reporting after watching this again, Trump coming out of court. Here were his thoughts.
4: Well, I want to thank you all, and we had a, I thought, very momentous day in terms of what was learned and what they've conceded. They conceded two major points that were, uh, they were right in doing it. I don't think they had much of a choice, but they're very, very big, very powerful points, and I think we're doing very well. I think it's very unfair when an opponent, a political opponent, is prosecuted by the DOJ, by Biden's DOJ, So they're losing in every poll. They're losing in almost every demographic.
0: Uh. This shows how weak his argument is. Bringing up the election, bringing up politics, that is completely irrelevant when talking about if you engaged in criminal behavior or not. And then specifically when it comes to this, if you're immune from prosecution uh, regarding that behavior or not. This doesn't have to do with the election. This is law and order, as they used to stand for, or at least they said they did. This is Trump being held accountable for potential violations of the law. And as I talk about, so rarely will people defending Trump just stay focused on the allegations. Do you think the allegations are fabricated? Like Trump didn't do the things laid out in the indictments or he did those things, but they don't violate the law based on your understanding of the law. Those are the two arguments you can make. Staying in this nebulous space of, oh, this is Biden's DOJ, this is no evidence of Biden's involvement at all, um, this is coordinated to take Trump down, this is election interference, etc. proves you can't engage on the facts of the cases that are very strong, continuing.
4: Numbers came out today that are uh, really very mind boggling, if you happen to be Joe Biden. And I think they feel this is the way they're going to try and win. And that's not the way it goes. It will be bedlam in the country. It's a very bad thing. It's a very bad precedent. As we said, it's the opening of a Pandora's box. And it's a, a very sad thing that's happened with this whole situation. Uh, when they talk about uh, threat to democracy, that's your real threat to democracy. And I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. Very simple. And if you don't, as an example, if uh, this case were lost on immunity and I did nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong. I'm working for the country and I worked on uh, very hard on voter fraud because we have to have free elections. We have to have strong borders. We have to have free elections. Those two things almost above all. And we found tremendous.
0: And Trump is, of course, one of the most uh, prominent fighters against having free Elections.
4: There's voter fraud. We have a list of it. We have some findings. If you want it, the press doesn't like reporting it. But we found tremendous voter fraud, determinative voter fraud. But we worked on that. False. We on that. That's what I was doing. And uh, they were talking about after. Well, nothing has to do with after I left. It was during the time, and that was what they really focused on today during the appeal and they can see that and everybody-
0: Okay, so at one point there, you heard him mention this is opening a Pandora's box. And before reacting to that, here was one of Trump's lawyers more explicitly articulating what Trump meant there.
3: In fact, Joe Biden could be prosecuted for trying to stop this man from becoming the next president of the United States.
0: So this is one of the arguments that they are uh, trying to parade around. Oh, be careful what you wish for. If you say Trump could be prosecuted, then Biden could be prosecuted, which, of course, if Biden engaged in criminal behavior, every consistent principled person should want him to be held accountable under the law as well, even if he did it as president. It's really that simple. But what they mean is, and what Trump means for sure is, if you do this to me, for just reasons based on evidence-backed allegations, I'm going to do this to Biden if I get into power again for fabricated reasons, just based on whatever I can possibly get him on. So that's the real threat that's being made. But of course, that threat is empty because the person determining if Trump's going to be prosecuted isn't Biden. Here's some reporting from CNN. A federal appeals panel expressed deep skepticism Tuesday toward Donald Trump's argument that he can't be prosecuted for trying to overturn the 2020 election, raising the potentially extreme implications of absolute presidential immunity. Trump's lawyers argue that his federal election subversion indictment should be dismissed because he is immune from prosecution, but the three judges on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit panel question whether his immunity theory championed by Trump's lawyers would allow presidents to sell pardons or even assassinate political opponents. And the particular quote that I read in the past segment was a judge asking the question, if this is the principle you think we should abide by, then are you saying a president could direct SEAL Team Six was the particular example to assassinate their political opponent then say, I did that under my official duties and thus I can't be prosecuted. And Trump's lawyers were saying, if you don't get an impeachment and conviction in the Senate, impeachment in the House, conviction in the Senate, then, yeah. That's the argument they're making. If you don't have that impeachment and conviction, then the president is fully immune, essentially, which is Horrible. How long have people said no one's above the law? Trump comes along, ah, one person's above the law. And I'm sure they wouldn't want this standard to apply to Biden if he engaged in criminal behavior. Uh, Then just take a look at this, a powerful snippet where Trump shuts down any argument against him.
4: Eventually we win. A president has to have immunity. And the other thing is I did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong.
0: I mean, how can you argue with that? Um, And just one more thing to show you across the board, as CNN noted, and a bunch of major publications who are reporting on this have noted, the three judge panel didn't seem impressed with Trump's lawyers. The Fox News correspondent reporting on this had the exact opposite uh, observation. We'll say take a look.
3: So On his left, I I have to tell you, Harris, I thought the three judge panel was Somewhat skeptical of the Department of Justice's arguments, you could tell they were concerned about precedent that they would set if they said a president is not immune for uh, from prosecution for acts conducted during mm-hmm. office. They also obviously are wrestling with what ha- what does in fact though happen if a president say commits some kind of crime while in office? Well, what, ha- what happens after that? Yeah. But I certainly walked away from there not thinking that they had landed anywhere in particular, but they they, that they themselves are wrestling with it as well. Well, look, Carrie, everybody's reputations on the line here. Everybody's. So they know they have to get this right. Mm -hmm. Whichever way it comes. Uh,
1: That's right. Yeah,
3: they're they're on the line too. Great to see you. Thank you very much.
0: So, of course, the judges are going to hear this out, consider it properly, go through the motions. But I think it's obvious they're going to rule against Trump. How could we possibly have a system and a country of laws if one person could just do anything and as long as they're not impeached and convicted then they're all good and they can't be prosecuted for that that's ridiculous and I think that's what the judges are going to end up ruling but another day in court for Trump again pretty bummed it seems picking up on the skepticism from the judges many more to come